For a long time now, I've been telling you about the Road Aver Boys Ranch in Palatka. Does great work. A lot of charities do great work. This one does great work helping at-risk young boys from troubled backgrounds get their lives together. And they do it with your help from your donations of either unused or unwanted vehicles of any kind. They'll take them off your hands. It's This is among the very best charities in the state and in our area that you can support. And again, what these kids do, they take the vehicles, they fix them up, they resell them, and in that way, they learn real-life skills. Your donations are tax-deductible, and it helps a really great cause. To find out more about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch and what it does, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Kef, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Hey, thanks for coming to my car warming party. I didn't know you were actually having it in the car. Well, with Radiant Credit Union's flash sale, I had to move fast to get this amazing low rate on my auto loan. It only lasts until September 18th, so I had to plan quickly. Chips are in the glove compartment, drinks in the cup holder. Radiant Credit Union's flash sale is on now. Get a crazy low rate on an auto loan, but hurry, this promotion ends September 18th. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Tom. We brought you an air freshener. Visit RadiantCU.org slash flash sale. Federally insured by NCUA. 
At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Hey, folks, go check out Leonardo's Pizza. That's a good place to go. Best pizza in town. Make sure you go see my man Kyle. The Garlic Knots are the undisputed national champs. That's Leonardo's Millhopper Pizza. Tell them Shane sent you. All right. The Gator QB is here. Daniel's our producer today. We will take your phone calls here on Sports Scene, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Before I take phone calls, I'm just going to say it. And I don't care who likes it or who doesn't like it. Okay, <laughs> been doing a post game show here for more years than I care to tell you. And everybody has a right at, because why you do it. You can call in and say your team's great. You can call in and say your team's bad. But as far as the obnoxious scale is concerned, by far, by far, Tennessee fans lead the pack. They just have a complex when it comes to beating Florida here, and it shows. It, it, it was incredible the other night in trying to do a postgame show that had some kind of semblance to it because they just didn't want to – some of them didn't want to have it work. It, in fact, How do they even work. know what number to call? Well, you can turn on – I guess. They but, know what station to – you know, so – and then when I bring, call out the number – Well, you know, right, but I mean, I'm just thinking of a, how many opposing – T- fan bases when they're in an, another city right turn on the talk shows not many i can because i've done it i can every once in a while hey i'm going home if it's fsu i'm going home okay but you get one of one or maybe not the other night so you know, anybody and <laughs> anybody any tennessee fan listening today i'm not talking to you specifically i'm talking about the fan base in general get over it let's get the <laughs> boxing gym here boxing gym hello Hey, Steve and Shane. Well, I picked Tennessee to win, and it feels so good to be wrong on that pick. And that really, really a big game. And um, I, I did see uh, Florida on the defense uh, miss some tackles. And then on the offense, on the, when they begin the third quarter, they just seemed flat or something. Uh, do you care to comment on either of those two? Well, Jim, you all, I mean, all you've said, and I, you have the right to say what you want to say, I saw some good things, but why focus on the negative? Why focus oh, wow. on they beat? This is I said this in the post game, Jim. If if this is vintage Billy Napier game plan, you just saw. Bottom line, and well, what would have happened, Jim, had they come out zinging the football in the second half and they throw a pick? Then what? Would you be calling and saying, well, they shouldn't have thrown the football? 
you, 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 you play and coach, at least some coaches do, not all, to the tenor of the game, to the score of the game, to the time left in the game. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you say they got a little conservative in the second half? Yes. Yes. Well, most, mostly in, in the beginning of the third quarter. And uh, uh, I, I guess you're saying the score dictated that or whatever. I don't know the tempo of the game or whatever. But, but, uh, but I did see some, um, you know, some missed tackles, some, you know, just uh, on, on the defense. So was, uh, that, that, needs, that needs to be clean. I'm in a close game. I mean, that could cost you the game. Well, Jim, did Tennessee miss any tackles? I was fixing to say that. They missed a ton. Because here's the thing. There's they the, did. They these, did. these athletes these days are big, fast, and strong and make people miss. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally thought we were outstanding tackling for the most part. Uh, I did have some issues. I think it was in the second half. They started running their little inside trap play. And it, yeah. it was like a rugby scrum. You know, we were everybody was too high. Our pad level was too high. But I, I, I thought defensively, I don't know if we could have played much better. Because – Look, we just beat the number eleven team in America. Whether they're eleven or not, they're yeah. they're, they're pretty good. They they coach. They they recruit the same yeah. athletes we do. Um, there's going to be missed tackles. Well, I'm real happy with the game, happy with the win, and I guess we could say the Gators are on their way back, right? Well, we'll find out, Jim. Thank you for your call, Daryl. Hello. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Steve. Kudos to you for putting up the all the people Saturday night. Sometimes I want to name it the extra point show with all the drunks. But, you know, the Tennessee uh, fans are loud going into the stadium. As a matter of fact, there was a guy sitting in front of my son in front of my son and I. He had his victory cigar. He's going to light up uh, after the game when they uh, finally break the streak. I said, okay, well, his cigar never get lit up up there. Yep. Um, you know, that's, that's the reputation they have, and we'll leave it at that. Hey, Shane, kudos to you, bud. You've been saying all summer long, man, that, you know, Joe Milton's just, you know, an average quarterback, and they're living off of last year. And uh, I'm with you, Shane. He does stare down receivers a lot. Well, their their system is is not complicated. It's uh, it's basically uh, whether they tell them who to look at, but they're going to look at one guy and they're going to throw to that guy no matter what. There's no progression, no reads in their offense, and – you know, I thought the Gator defense did a phenomenal job because they, they got playmakers. And, and, and Milton, he completed some deep balls like we knew who he would. But if you pressure him and make him throw stuff underneath or even just get outside the pocket, um, you know, somebody texted me during the broadcast that Herb Street and him said that he has never thrown a touchdown pass on the run. Every touchdown pass yeah. he's thrown has been in the pocket. And a couple – the last play of the game, he had to move a little bit and he one-hopped it. So I will make this prediction. Whatever general manager takes him in the first round next year will be fired within three to four years. Yeah, because <laughs> yep. he 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 can't Shane. he ain't gonna play well, in that league. He ain't gonna be a first round pick. Oh, they're gonna Shane, they're gonna go gaga over him at the combine. Steve. If if that happens, then I have absolutely no faith in the system. None. He, I mean, if you want to make the same case for Anthony Richardson and all that, AR is a lot better than he is. Thank you. All right, Daryl. Would you say you should, would you say the SEC right now is probably about even? Maybe LSU's a little bit better than everybody else. I understand Georgia's still defending national champions, but they got issues too. And I'm with you. What you said on the podcast this morning, I think the East could come down to Florida and Georgia and Jacksonville. Yeah, I do. I was kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but but Florida has a games they should win uh, leading up to that game. Now you got you know the old cliche: take them one one at a time, blah blah blah. But 
Yeah, LSU, I think, looks the most dominant team because, boy, the way Jaden Daniels played Saturday against Mississippi State was was pretty phenomenal. And they have dudes, and they just they, they can score. And Alabama can't. And oh. Georgia struggles a little bit here and there. Yeah. All right, Daryl, thank okay. you for your call. John, hello. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Shane, I got a question. Uh, number one, thank you for your, your statement about the running game in the second half. I said, I'm an old football coach, and I said, man, we got to get our pads down. They're, they're not that tough. We're just hitting them too high. And, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, defensively, we were playing pretty high a couple of series. But look. Yeah, their backs yeah. are pretty good. Yeah, though. I mean, sometimes you got to tip your hat to the other team, oh, and they, they'll blow you off the sure. ball every now and then. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. Now, Kane, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to tell you my answer before I ask you. I think we've got a lot more talent floating around than people gave us credit for. Oh, I agree. You, I you, agree 100%. I, I predicted, if, if people didn't watch or listen to Steve or see my show, I predicted the Gators to win eight or nine games this year. I was so I, – I, I'm usually not a homer. I try to not be a homer call the games and be as honest as I can. And I was devastated at the way we played in Utah. And a lot of it didn't have to do with physical play. It was a lot of the mental pre-snap penalties. I was just – I was blown away. I think this team is very good. I I got into a – I usually don't go on Twitter very much, but I had to respond to one guy. I think Florida has more talent than the Tennessee team does. And I said, you're, you're looking at last year's Tennessee team, which is it's, it's totally different. So, yeah, Florida's got a – man, the young talent. If you look at this roster, which is amazing, it is so young, it's scary. And they're so good. And uh, with, with that said, just think about next year when we get even more. Uh, people have got to get really, really pumped up. Because I think I – think, we might not be back, but we're in the neighborhood. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate the call. Um, let's see here. Uh, if you could uh, – this is from – I can't. Don't, I don't know the email's name. If you could choose a quarterback between Mertz or Milton, who would you – oh, this is Richard. Oh, that's not even close. Exactly. I agree. Uh-huh. i take Graham Mertz any day of the week. Uh, let's see here. Um Paul says, uh, kudos to your patience on the show Saturday night. Thought the game plan was spot on against the Volunteers. Billy seemed to think it's forgot the gas a little bit in the second half, but a win's a win. Heupel's late timeout was Bush League. What else would we expect from them? Georgia looks beatable. Also all good with Mertz. His hand looked like a bloody mess Saturday night. What's the status for something like this with so much so much blood loss? He didn't mention no, he they, they they wrapped it up, and then he put a glove on you know, the, the thing that's, that I think ne- the fans need to take out of this one game, I mean, it was a great win. But, Steve, I think even though it's a young team, it's pretty mature. Your quarterback is is a big-time leader on this team. But it, you, you take the opening kickoff and it couldn't have gone any better and you miss a chip shot field goal. I mean, and then they take 7 nothing lead. This this team could have just stuck their head in the ground and called it a day. Folded. Yes. But they stuck with it and, and played well. Ed, welcome. Hey, Steve. Um, I appreciate the effort you were trying to make uh, Saturday night to educate fans on uh, we don't need to just throw deep to be throwing deep if they've got, you know, all those people playing back. And So, so maybe, Shane, I'll get your comment on it. But uh, what 
defensive scheme were they playing? I, I mean, it looks like they were giving up the short stuff, but if we had tried to throw deep, was that just asking for trouble? Well, it, it, I don't want to compare what they were doing Saturday night to what McNeese State. There was no reason to throw a ball deep at all against McNeese. Now, we had opportunities against Tennessee uh, to throw it down the field. They they'd pressed us and played a little man at times. But what I thought was really good, and, and I know some people, when um, depending on who it is and throwing wide receiver screens and things of that nature, um, you know, we motioned Ricky Pearsall from one side to the other and then threw the, the bubble or the wide receiver screen to him on the move, which was a great concept because we out we out leveraged him, meaning it's like a tall sweep, but we're already out on the edge, and you're picking up six, seven yards of pop. So uh, there will be a time when we throw it down the field. I mean, I, as people know, if they listen to the broadcast, I'm always talking about taking shots. Um, we're looking for a uh, sponsor for the shot-taking portion of the show. <laughs> but um, it, he, he called a great game, I thought. And, and I totally understand about people being conservative in the second half. But with the new clock rules, you're up 26-7. to seven. Your defense is playing great. You don't need any sack, fumble, scoop, and scores, pick sixes, anything of that nature. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very pleased at how the game turned out. Yeah, and I think we were going to go deep, but Mertz needed about another half a second because it looked like uh, Pearsall was breaking behind the defensive back, but he didn't quite have enough time to get it to him. Yeah, we did. Right down the seam, I think. We had a play action. Uh, and then they brought a little blitz off the edge, and I can't remember if one of our backs is missed, missed him or what, and we got sacked. But we did take some sh- – we, we didn't get them off, but we did have some shots called. Ed, thank you All right. for your call. Thanks Appreciate it. 1228 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Anchor in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, a place I've purchased many vehicles over the years, including the one I'm driving right now. I get asked a lot, why? Why do you choose them? Well, I trust them, number one. And, and number two, because of all the vehicles I've purchased there, They've all been really reliable and really good for me. Low maintenance, long mileage, and that goes a long way to have your vehicle last you a long time. Their salespeople are great. They never try to hard sell you, and they have a great selection because they understand you have different tastes, different makes and models, different price points. But remember, they don't have any new vehicles, just the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. You can go online, secars.com, and check them out, or go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. When you do go, you know what you got to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. 
QC Connects is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Hey Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll keep that sunshine going into the afternoon, and that'll help temperatures get to around 90. Also, a northwest breeze will keep the humidity a little lower today. For tonight, clear skies will drop those temperatures into the 60s. Tuesday is also looking sunny with highs near 90. Then rain chances increase on Wednesday and temperatures will be about the same. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. It's a bird! It's a plane! The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! 
now, you know, you're, you're hearing conversations or analysts saying, you know, this paves the way for other black coaches. No, it doesn't. This is Deion Sanders. If uh, Yale decided to hire J.J. Watt to be their head coach, that's a famous person jumping the line. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI, same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back. Uh, By the way, I ask this a lot. Uh, We've got full phone lines, a bunch of uh, text, I mean, emails to get to. So if you could just keep your your questions pretty short. I don't want to cut you off, and I won't do that. But, you know, we have a lot of people to get to. Uh, I think Corey's first. I want one of those Tennessee people to call today, Steve. Oh, no, 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 you don't. Uh, (laughs) Corey, hello. Hey, guys. Um, I'll keep it quick. Uh, You know, I've just been watching over the past year and three games or so, uh, just looking for progress. And I think we finally seen some progress. Uh, The offense looked crisp, like they knew what they were doing. And that's that's good. That's all we want to see. You know, and it's a young team. There's a good chance with the next SEC game, we might go out there and lay an egg. But that's to be expected with a young team. That's all part of the process. And if you line that thing up again, Tennessee might win. But we've seen progress, and that's I think that's the most important thing to take away. We've seen a vision, a future, and just the process coming into form. I mean, I agree. I, I don't. I think this team will continue getting better. I think you know. I keep harping on it, but I think the leadership. Uh, of the quarterback at Graham Mertz uh, with the young players around him. I don't consider ETN being young anymore. Uh, Guacman's not young, but maybe Pearsall's not young, but you got some sputtered in spl- uh, pieces in there. But uh, I, I expect them to continue building on this win. This is the kind of win that can really catapult you for the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. I just hope they just keep learning, keep growing, and like, just fan, I'll just fans aren't too. If they don't play well in that SEC game or the following, just don't – sky is not falling. Just understand it's a young team. That's just what we have to learn. All right. Thank you, Corey. Appreciate the call. Um, Larry says, uh, thanks for keeping us awake as we traveled home from the game Sunday. Weird calls from some people. He said, remember the three timeouts Urban called at the end of the Georgia game? Were, was Heupel's timeout of the same ilk? No, because Urban did it in a win – but that was a bizarre thing at the end of the game there. Yeah, I don't know because I, I thought after we – I don't know if – did we take a knee the first play of the series? I can't remember if we – but and I was like – I said on the broadcast, they're probably going to take a timeout here, although they're not going to get the ball back. And he didn't. And then he called – I don't know if probably one of his assistants says, Coach, you got a timeout. You need to use it. Uh, who knows? But uh, it's a shame what happened. It is. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Uh, I think Mertz has been really impressive. Um, changing his arm angle on that throw, falling backwards to Montrell. He made throws to the boundary. Uh, I think he's a leader. He, he looks to me like more than a game manager. 
And we saw a little bit of this last year. When this offense works, it really works. It's really interesting and fun to watch. But when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. And my concern is when you go up against teams that take away what you do well and have speed to stop those throws to the boundary, what do we do then? Because we still don't have a proven tight end over the middle. um, And Billy just will not go four wide to spread it out and open it up with running lanes. Um, So that's my concern moving forward is how you match up against a team that takes away some of that pre-snap motion stuff and, you know, some of those traps. Um, I'm interested to hear what Shane's take is on that about what Billy's workarounds are for when this thing doesn't work because we saw some wins last year and then, of course, we laid an egg towards the end of the season. So, um, uh, but good win overall for the Gators. Thanks. Thank you, Chris. Well, they're going to throw the ball down the field. Uh, we, we know Billy is what he is. I think everybody realizes that now through, what, 15 games, whatever he's coached here. Um, even they're, they're, you, you can't really take away the wide receiver screens. I mean, think about it. How many did Tennessee throw the other night? I bet they threw at least 10 of them. Uh, Tua threw a ton the other night. I mean, that's part of football today. It's not because you can't throw it down the field. What it does is it's basically an outside zone run play, but you're getting the ball into a quicker guy's hands that can make people miss. And not only does it, it, it's also the purpose of it is to tire the big dudes out. The the box players for the defense have to flow and pursue there. You know, you may not get a yard, but they may be gassed, and then you hit them with a trap or a, or a power play the next play. So there's a rhyme or reason why they're doing that. Greg, welcome. Hey, Steve, I just want to say thanks for uh, putting me on the idea and uh, appreciate all you do on Saturday night, Steve. And, and those Tennessee fans that do that, it, I love it because it gets them. It really, the few that do it, it gets under their skin that they haven't beaten us in 20 years in the swamp. So I want to give a game ball to the swamp. They literally changed that, that, the momentum of that game several times. I know you wanted us to get on and off quick. So beating a top 10 UT is awesome because I'm old enough to remember Coach Spurrier's first loss in the orange and blue as our coach was to Tennessee and his last loss as our coach in an awful year that year was to Tennessee. So I will always love it. And what I wanted to ask you, Shane and Steve, is I remember Steve Spurrier saying it and Urban saying we need to learn how to win now. So how do you think you maybe could touch on that, Shane, how important it is to learn how to win now and to be consistent? Because like Pat Dooley said, some of these fans, Pat always said, nobody nobody suffers winning like Gator fans because some of these fans, come on, man, we just beat a top 10 UT, loved it, go Gators, and listen off air. Thank you, Greg. Well, the reason I said it's a huge win for Billy and the program is because I know how much emphasis they put on the rivalry games all summer long. And what better way to do it than to, to, to the first one to get a win? The next one, do we play Georgia or LSU first? LSU first? I think. Yeah. So that's the next rivalry game that they address throughout the summer. So, which that one will be tough because it's going to be at Tiger Stadium. But let's enjoy this one and get ready for the 49ers. Uh, Tommy says, uh, he says, first, I'm a believer. Uh, what's the suspension status of any of the players involved in the melee at the end of the game? On video, an assistant or Gator staff member could be seen grabbing a UT player by the throat and throwing him to the ground. Uh, I don't know that there's anything that Billy Napier didn't address it, um, so I don't think there's anything unless somebody else can tell me something different. He said, what's the reasoning behind the announcements on all UF kickoffs of 43s wearing zero and the next kick zeros wearing 43? Not sure I see the sense or what it accomplishes. 
Well, that's so we don't have the two number threes that's like correct. we had. Now, they've done that in the past, but I think the officials, I think, are required to announce that. I don't know why, because what? who cares, you know, if number zero now wears number 43? Unless the coaches need to know, like, why there's players on the yeah. field, maybe. So that that's the, that is the reason, though. So, like, Jaquavion Frazier's or what's the kid from um, the other kid that wears number zero? Sharif Denson that wears zero. They're both special teams players, so they both could possibly be on punt return or kickoff return or something. And so one of them has to slip on another jersey. Woody, hello. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I think uh, Saturday night's game was a good starting point. You know, I'm kind of taking a wait-and-see attitude there for this year. And uh, good starting point. I saw a lot of progress and plenty of stuff that could be better. But, uh, heck, anytime you beat a top-10 team, I'm good with that. Um wanted to ask you guys how concerned are you about the lack of offense in the second half was that injuries game plan scoreboard all of the above uh what happened there is it what tennessee did because uh, it sure looked like we simplified the offense and just held on to the ball well we did uh i have zero issues with it um it was okay. 20 it was 26 to 7 the new clock rules you can really really milk the game and shorten it um now granted if we convert more first downs than we did, nobody's complaining. Um, you know, I do know Burt Mertz's hand was banged up. He also, I think something else was banged up. But, look, uh, you know, here's here's what I like to tell everybody. There's never been one player or one team play a perfect game in football that I'm aware of. I mean, you can throw a perfect game in baseball, but I don't think you can in football. Woody, I'll say this. I, I can understand – why, you know, somebody would say Florida went conservative in the second half, but that's kind of what Napier is. And what he's doing, he's playing the clock, he's playing the scoreboard, the crowd. he's playing what the, the crowd being in it, he's playing what Tennessee is or isn't doing. What happens if they go three and out all the time? Okay, and then the defense gives up points. Now all of a sudden he's going to get quit. That's right. But you coach the game the way you think – the way that you think you're going to win the game. It doesn't always work because somebody loses, but that's what that's what they get paid for. So if this, we'll see in, in, in the future if this works. Yeah, appreciate your comments. Thanks Thank you, Woody. Appreciate yours. 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Trot Kirschmar. NFL Week 2 wraps up tonight with Monday Night Football, featuring an AFC North divisional matchup between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers will look to get back on track after a blowout loss in Week 1, while the Browns will look to start 2-0 for the first time since 1993. Gators Volleyball is looking to bounce back in their next match at number 24 Auburn, coming off of a heartbreaking home loss against top-ranked Wisconsin. The Gators went up 2-0 before losing setter Alexis Stuckey to an injury, and falling in five sets to the Badgers. High school volleyball is back in action tonight. Some notable matchups include undefeated Baker County hosting Bradford, PK Young at Gainesville, Dixie County at Chiefland, and Bronson at Eastside. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschmar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. 
QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville, or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates. Sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall. Directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk. Live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Hi, Frankie Lane here from Lane's Yardware in Williston. Gravely zero-turn mowers identify as powerful, dependable, and tough. Just like me. Don't put up with the imposters. Buy an American-made Gravely zero-turn mower from our team of experts at Lane's Yardware. We are fully stocked and ready to make deals. We always offer discounts for all military veterans. Come see us at Lane's Yardware on Main Street, downtown Williston, and on the web at lanesyardware.com. Keeping America great, one yard at a time. Scott Coldwell, your home sold guaranteed realty, is teaming up with the Rock Program, benefiting underprivileged students during Give for Marion Days, September 19th and 20th. Please consider a donation in any amount online at therockprogram.org. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Coach Steve Spurrier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Silverback Concrete knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it. We stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. CJ says congrats to Coach and the Gators. Thanks to the Vols for their unintentional help. Now if we can just get rid of that much champ NFL playbook we use in the red zone, how about one pass to our 6'4 receiver? Patrick says, Merch playing well, not turning the ball over. We're going to win the East. And he says, Nick needs to stop making Aflac commercials to start coaching the quarterbacks. Oh, I don't know if you want him coaching quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he says, do you think Arch wishes he went to Bama now? Uh, boy, they're – oof. That was – You know, not only I, – I didn't see any of that either, but I've, I've heard. But 
what's shocking is I think they're struggling running the football too. Their offensive line's not very good. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Jordan Castell, Cam Jackson, both earning SEC Player of the Week honors. Good for them. For their they work. played very well. Uh, Andrew, hello. Yeah, I was wondering what you guys thought of uh, Joe Milton. This he kind of reminds me of like the second Anthony Richardson. Like I don't know, just I felt like having a quarterback this year was is everything. It's just like people are like, oh, Anthony Richardson's so athletic, but he he, he couldn't make basic five yard passes. And Mertz was like incredible last uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if you'd listen to any of our shows before the season, I was never a believer in Joe Milton, never will be. Uh, he's nowhere near the athlete that Anthony Richardson is. Anthony's a much better player. Anthony throws the ball better than him. Anthony runs the ball better than him. Uh, but, yeah, Graham Mertz is a damn good quarterback. He's a tremendous leader, and this team believes in him. Why are, why are a team so obsessed with the running quarterback when he – I mean, it's just like Mertz was just – I mean, that was incredible what he did on Saturday. Well, Joe Milton's not really a running quarterback. He's no. just a big dude. He can run a little bit, but he, I think he had maybe one or two carries the yeah. entire game. He's, he's not – people compare him with Anthony Richardson. No. There's no comparison that way. I agree. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Andrew. Tony, hello. Yeah, guys. Uh, listen, Mertz and those receivers – I mean, excuse me, Milton – and those receivers were and are exactly what we thought that they were going to be, guys. Yep. I mean, you guys, we had the analysis down better than their own sports people. Sometimes there's sports <laughs> people that you bring on. Yeah, because sometimes those guys get a little bit fancy. You know, they're more like fans than like media. You guys have them on, and I understand. But they'll give you like the orange-colored glasses, and every team does that. But uh, we had the analysis down packed better, man. Merch was better eluding the rush than Milton is. And that's just plain and simple. And uh, that has what has surprised me most about Mertz's game. It's his mobility in the pocket is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought he was going to be a lot more stationary and uh, not be able to elude that rush and find receivers downfield. But the pass and catch that he had with Khalil Jackson. Yes, was unbelievable. Duty, man. And a huge play Khalil in the Jackson. game, too. I mean, it was unbelievable. Oh. It was a third and twelve play. Right, huge part of the, of the game. He planted Khalil planted his feet down like about a, two seconds before Mertz even threw it, and he. I mean, it, it was just a beautiful play. Listen, what would Saban do right now, Nick Saban, to have Mertz as his quarterback, guys? What do you think Nick Saban would do right now? A lot of bad things, probably, huh? That's how I'll just leave it at that, man. <laughs> All We're right. real happy with uh, the player Mertz. Take care, guys. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it, James. Welcome. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call, as always. Um, I, I'm a little late tuning in, so I don't know if this has already come up. Um, but you know, given the performance Saturday night, I realize that's one game. But when you look at the rest of our schedule, it, to me, it, it changed my outlook on the rest of the schedule. I don't, that combined with some of the, the other SEC play that I've seen from Georgia and others, I don't look at our schedule and see a game on it that – I don't think we have a, a decent shot of winning. I, I really don't. I just wanted to get y'all's take on that. Well, I, I agree. I looked at the schedule before the season. I didn't think it was that difficult. I said there were two teams on there that I thought were better on paper than the Gators. Uh, not that paper wins games, but I thought that was Georgia and LSU. But I think both of those teams are beatable. And 
you know, I think this was such a big win for the football program moving forward. Now all your goals are still in place. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, you sit here and want to talk about representing the East was far-fetched. It's really not. Um, now you got to take care of business against Charlotte. And then, you know, we have not played well in Lexington the last few times we've been there. I'll just say this. I'm going to probably be the naysayer of all of this. It is amazing to me, and always has been, what one week does to a fan. Incredible. Well, I think it's because they beat a top-10 team. Yeah, but that, before that, that, this week... Right, they, the football was over. Can't, can't beat anybody, going to win five games, fire Billy Napier. Now, there's not a team on that schedule we can't beat. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not knocking that, James. But I think what that shows is it's week to week, and you got to let the year play out. G- give you an example. Did anybody at South Carolina think they would play Georgia the way that they did? So is that because Carolina's a little better than people think? Or maybe Georgia isn't all that in a slice of bread? So who knows? Florida could go to Kentucky and get beat. That's, yeah. that's where Florida is. Well, you're, you're going to get calls if we sputter around Saturday night oh, against, yeah. the, if the, against yeah. the Niners. But, I, but I, James, I, I think there's a lot of people right now that are thinking just like you're thinking. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah I hope so. All right, guys, go Gators. Have Appreciate you. Thank you for your call, James. Matt, hello. Uh, talk, <laughs> I'm in Mississippi. LSU fans last week were saying eight and four. Now they're comparing their offense to the 19 uh, LSU <laughs> sure. team. Sure, that's so. <laughs> and that's that's great. Joe that's, Burrow's back. That's what it's about. Uh, uh, listen, I, we're putting the cart in front of the horse, but that's fine. It was a big win. We deserve it. It's okay. But I want to put the cart even further in front of the horse. What is Mertz's draft status? Because if that kid comes back. That is a perfect case scenario for next year being a really good year and the development of DJ Lagway. I'll take y'all salts off the air. See ya. Thank you. He uh, could come back next. Oh year. yeah, he's got another. I, I expect him to come. Yeah, back. I don't. I mean, from what the you know better than me, but what the NFL looks for, they don't look for what he does. No, well. they want a dude who's going to throw at eighty-five yards and through a wall and run and jump and all that. It has nothing to do play quarterback. I think he, I think he loves being a Gator. Yeah, I do too. I mean, if you just see him, him, how his interaction is on the field with the fans after games, I think he's enjoying himself, and I think he's just going to get better as the year goes on. But that is a perfect scenario, is it not? He comes back, you would think the team be a little bit better, and then you groom the next guy. Uh, be good, Adam. Final call of the hour. Hello. Hey, Steve, Shane, great to be on the phone with you guys, man. I won't go through a lot of things that's already been discussed, like the NFL play between Mertz and uh, Khalil Jackson. That was NFL all day. ETN, I see NFL players all over the field, including Pearsall, including Cam Jackson. Chris McClellan was making plays. Shane, listen, I'm always a Gator, always been a Gator. I won't be stereotyped because of one game all of a sudden I think we're going to win the SEC. I won't be that person. I never will be. But I will always back this team. And I listen to you all the time. You do a great job on Pot Up, man. And uh, you've kept it real. Evaluation. Game schematics. Billy Napier, this was his coming out party. And I really do believe this was his. This, he put stuff that was awesome on tape. I don't care if we're going screen passes out there. He's scheming these guys open on the edge. We don't need to go downfield in, in the second half. We've already got a team put away. 
get the W, get the win. I was impressed across the board. Of course we got problems with the special teams. Kingsley Aguaca needs to quit hiking the ball low to Graham Mertz. Give him that extra half a second. I was seeing that pretty much all game until the fourth quarter. But the Gators are going to do fantastic. But you hit the nail on the head, Shane. You've been doing it all along. His evaluation, all of his players that are coming in are dominating. And he killed it with Graham Mertz. He is perfect for this team and his, his scheme and what the way he puts down the game plan. And Austin Armstrong, not enough can be said about this defense. It is completely different. Go Gators. Thanks, guys. Adam, thank you. Jack, we'll sneak you on here for a minute. Go ahead. Hey, Steve. It's good meeting you uh, Saturday. Sorry, I'm, my voice is just a tad bit scratchy from Saturday night. I have zero complaints, man. We won. We won. But the, the one thing I see is, uh, again, I think this was like the Alabama game in 1990 the Tennessee game in 2005 when Steve and Urban won their first years. What I see in just year two is the talent on the back end of the defense, the linebackers that, you know, we've got in the defense. You see the talent at wide receiver. You see the talent at running back. And, by the way, everybody in the world gave uh, uh, Billy so much crap about Mertz. I think Billy knows what he's doing about evaluating talent. I am so happy to be a Gator fan. This is what was my 57th year going to at least one Gator game a year. And I am proud to say it's great to be a Florida Gator. Go Gators. All right, Jack. Thank you. Hour two coming up with the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. Yours truly, Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF, Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit flhsmv.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. (laughs) I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. At Easy Cater, we get it. Ordering food for work means you have to deal with this. Client meeting on Tuesday. Client wants Taco Tuesday. 19 people. Need vegan options. budget just got slashed. Meeting is now Monday. What about Mediterranean? Client still wants taco. Claire has a nut allergy. Gluten-free. Under budget. Tacos for a client meeting? Just use Easy Cater. Food for work delivered on time as ordered with a huge variety. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at easycater.com.
Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Folks, if you're looking for lunch, head on over to Leonardo's Mill Hopper. Best pizza in town. Garlic knots are crazy. Go tell them Shane sent you. Kyle's the owner. Good dude. Welcome back to... uh... Uh, what show is this? Oh, yeah, that's Sports Scene. That's what we are. I almost said the first and ten pregame show. Uh, alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, Daniel's our producer. Uh, lots of people calling today, uh, and we'll take your phone calls, 392-8255. I do want to run through some emails here. By the way, thank you. Uh, John said that uh, the Georgia game uh, is before LSU on the schedule. Oh, really? Uh, yep. We usually, I guess that's changed, right? Yep. So thank you for that. Um, Mike says... Biggest story of the game was the unbelievable and consistent noise level of the best fans in the country. Because he said that some Gator fan bashers and the UAA were at the game to see the real representation of Gator fans, <laughs> not the overreaction of some so-called Gator fans on social media. I, I, I do know this. I had people texting me in the box during the game saying, it's so loud on radio, I can hardly hear you and it sounds like you're screaming. I mean, it was loud. It was loud. Uh, let's see here. Andy, Shane, were you surprised we didn't have any trick plays against the Vols? Do you think Billy will use an expanded playbook with some razzle-dazzle against teams like Georgia or LSU? Do you think we'll just play to our core strengths against all opponents? No, they, ha- they have a bunch of trick plays. Uh, you know, I think time and place, part of what, what's going on in the game. You know, we ran a little trick play last week against McNeese. And, and somebody asked me on my show, why would you show that against McNeese? Well, it's something that they have to spend another 15 or 20 minutes at practice on. If they get in this formation, be alert for this. So, And then some people, why don't you save it? So you can look at it both ways. Scott says, what a game Saturday. Credit to Coach Napier for having the team ready to play, for changing kickers mid-game. Biggest credit goes to the crowd, directly responsible for at least four penalties, a couple more wasted timeouts by Tennessee. Ball scene totally discombobulated and no answer for the crowd noise. Uh, didn't hurt that the fans had all day to tailgate. Merce wasn't exaggerating when he said he couldn't hear his coach standing right in front of him. It gets that loud. Great to see what this team can do, and they shouldn't lose to the Kentuckys and Vanderbilts of the league. Uh, congratulations, Gators. Uh, Dean says, talk a little bit about the last 30 seconds, confused about why the timeout was even called. Well, if you go back and look at the play-by-play, and I think Daniel and Georgia did it too, Florida called a timeout. Remember, Billy let the clock run down, remember? Right, yep. And he called a timeout. And I think that got Hypo mad. And that's why, that's just my thought. Mm-hmm. And Hypo apparently apologized after the game to Billy. But that's what set that off. Because, look, if from a Florida perspective, Billy Napier is coaching to the last second, right? He's letting the clock run down so that Tennessee doesn't have any more you know, time or as less time as possible and calls a timeout. Is that necessary? We can debate that, but I think that's what that was. Uh, let's go to John here. John, hi. Yes, good afternoon, Steve and Shane. Uh, Shane, I love you. Like I've told you before, I love your podcast. And you know, you'd mentioned just now that you know why were you still out on 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 the uh, radio? I was like, I, I had no, pro- I have no zero problem about it. Just you know, I was at work. You know, hearing Etienne's you know long touchdown run. I mean, it, it sounded like you were coming out of your seat. Just, this call on that play, so I have no problem with it, and it's just it it, it creates excitement for the sideline. Well, I appreciate it, John. Yes, and I, I want to tell you, like I don't know the magnitude of a game. 
you know, winning like we did and the defense, the way the defense played kind of takes me back to 91. I know you had some other games. I know you you had a great defensive uh, stance against Tennessee in 91, but also that, that Florida State game. I remember you hit a long touchdown to Harrison Houston for a touchdown, you know, and we had to hang on at the, at the very end with, you know, I think it was Danny Cannell, if I'm not mistaken. He was the quarterback for Florida State with just – just pepper us in the end zone, and we we made some incredible stance in this. So it kind of reminds me about that game. Yeah, that that was a good one, the fourteen to nine for sure. And then uh, you know Tennessee in ninety one here. You know, usually any time the, the the when your defense makes plays, I want to say Larry Kennedy had a big interception return. When I remember that the uh, when we had the interception the other night, man, I about came out of my chair as well, and just the the crowd erupted. It was uh, it's always cool when the defense makes a play. I got you, man. Hey, great show, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you, John. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's see. Jonesy says, I want to ask you an honest question. Just believe uh, would have won or been more competitive if the Jets had Aaron Rodgers, of, of course. He says no. Uh, he says the Cowboys looked like they were in midseason form ready for the Super Bowl. He's a Giants fan. I don't care much for the Cowboys. They're not pumping them up. What do you think? We, we came into the same conclusion. Uh, Zach Wilson but that said, the Cowboys front seven is lethal. Micah Parsons is the best I've ever seen. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah. I mean, and Dan Quinn yeah. is orchestrating that defense as well. So uh, part of it is because I don't think the quarterback's very good, but part of that is because their defense is not just good. At this point, they're outstanding and done well. Steven says, what are Ole Miss's chances beating Alabama? I think they're they're pretty good because Ole Miss can score. Now, I, this could be the week that Alabama gets their rushing attack going and trying to control the the, the line of scrimmage because I still don't believe in Ole Miss's defense. Uh, but yeah, Alabama is. I think they're going to go back to Jalen Milrow and just let him run around and make plays. Uh, Todd says uh, I can't. Todd can't read this all because there's like war and peace here. Uh, he predicted thirty one twenty seven. Didn't give our defense enough credit. They played very well. Great balance on play calling. Made some great decisions. Defensively, line aggressive. Showed some fire. Third and fourth down pressures. Missing for a while. Hope the players enjoy this win. Don't get overconfident. How was the Vol fan allowed to stay on the field that long? He had a longer run than any of the UT running backs. But really set out to you, good or bad, in this win? Well, I just thought it was an overall just tremendous team win. I mean, like I said, nobody's going to play perfect. I was very upset. Uh, with missing the field goal and the extra point. I'm glad they made that change. Uh, back to the Vol fan. I, that's the first time I can ever remember a fan running on the field at Florida Field. Me too. So the security, because they got security everywhere. And I was waiting for somebody just to clobber him. Yeah. And they just, I was like, very disappointed. He nonchalanted it yeah. too. Like, oh, how are yeah. you doing? Yeah. I, was wait- I mean, somebody should have just clobbered him. Glenn and Ocala says, can fans just enjoy a win? I don't want to hear from these Monday morning coaches who think they're great analysts who don't know squat. <laughs> that, that's, that's somebody else saying that, not me. Uh, BB says, congrats to our Gators, not just for winning, but for being resilient when they make mistakes. Are we 1,000% with Shane into the game? Run around just a little, loft the ball to the heavens, deep and out of bounds. Sorry for Mary, uh, Stucky and the rest of her team yesterday, but boy, did they play their guts out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's too bad. and it, We can speculate all that we want when their All-American setter Alexis Stuckey went out. Florida had won the first two games. And then give Wisconsin credit for coming back, but we don't know what would have happened had Stuckey you know, been healthy. But 
Great crowd in that place yesterday for volleyball. Really cool. Yeah, I watched it on TV, and, and I couldn't get over the size of those girls from Wisconsin, Steve. I mean, what do they have, like two six eighters and a six nine? Yeah. And I mean, Kennedy Martin's six six for Florida, so. She's little, though, compared yeah, to them. Yeah. Uh, also, um, who dat going to beat them Saints? Who dat? I uh, wish Anthony Richardson a speedy recovery from his concussion. Let's talk about that for just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Colts are – he was efficient when he threw the ball. He certainly showed his running prowess. But, boy, he hit, he hit his head so violently on the turf. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to make a choice with him. You know, what he – his strength is what they may have to cut back on. Yeah. Right? And that's a tough thing. Yeah, like I, t- I'll, I tell everybody, the National Football League, the guys on the other side of the ball, the offense are train killers, and they're going to try to hurt you if you run the ball. And they don't care if you're 250. By the way, get ready, my friend. Florida-Kentucky. 7 o'clock game? Noon. Really? Noon in Lexington. Interesting. Noontime. Hmm. Yeah. How about that? Uh, well, we'll get in there and get out. Yep. Tim says, I understand the excitement of this win, but Coach Napier's record is 8-8. Eight and eight. Seven of those wins have been in the swamp. For Shane, what can this staff do to help this team play better on the road? Um, I think they will play better on the road moving forward. I, I Like I told you, I was so disappointed in the Utah game. I thought we handled the road very well, other than the silly pre-snap penalties, mostly on special teams. We'll see when we go to Lexington, but I think this team is more mature than people think. Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Levi, hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh-huh. I just wanted to say uh, I live in East Tennessee. Now, my family's from Central Florida around Groveland, and um, it is nice to see all these Tennessee fans up here today just in total meltdown mode. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I mean, we got they got a sign on I forty that says it's Nico time in Tennessee. They're ready to go to the freshman already. But uh, you know, people saying this this wasn't a huge win. Imagine if we'd lost that game, what it would have felt like waking up this morning. I mean, I still think our ceiling may be eight and four, seven and five for the year. But let this guy build it. He does things the right way. You don't have to worry about him making bad decisions or putting these kids in bad situations. I I really think he's the guy for the job. Uh, Go Gators. Thanks for the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh, Richard says, uh, kudos for our 435-pound guy, Desmond Watson. That was a big, big play by a big, big guy. It was. He He got right up under Joe Milton's face mask, and that ball just fluttered. Dean, no one's mentioning we need a special teams coach. Evident it isn't getting the attention it needs. Agree. They have a special teams coach. I've been saying that for, yeah. Now, granted, we haven't done well on special teams, but they have a special teams coach. But he's not an on-field coach. He's not, but he is. Yeah. Um, And by the way, today, if you heard Coach Napier, um, he said on the Mahalik that the protection was part of the issue as well. It was, I want to say it may have been Mazuka, the left guard and field goal, an extra point protection, kind of got pushed back. But still, the ball never had a chance. Peyton says, kind of a random, why was the Mississippi State game in 91 played in the Citrus Bowl? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Steve, would you know that? No. 
Um, I think it was a, it was a home game for Mississippi State. That, and I think maybe they wanted a bigger crowd. I, yeah, because I remember we wore white jerseys. That's right. It was a home game for them. That's right. Uh, Tommy, I thought I saw a horse collar tackle on Wilson. Did you see it? Uh, I think I remember that one. I think it was, may have been on the reverse or jet sweep to our sideline. Yeah, it was close. Defense in place, ready was ready before the snap. Good enhancement. Most fans had no confidence Gators would win. They surprised many, including Tennessee. We also got a four-star running back commitment. Uh, congrats to the Gators. Yeah, you can put all that in one thing. Uh, that is certainly pretty good. One fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Trot Kirschmar. Florida football is looking ahead to its next game against Charlotte following a two-score win against 11th-ranked Tennessee. The Gators' defense shined in the swamp, holding the high-flying vaults to just 16 points. Two Gators earned SEC Weekly Awards honors with Cam Jackson winning Defensive Lineman of the Week and Safety Jordan Castell winning Freshman of the Week. NFL Week 2 wraps up tonight with Monday Night Football featuring an AFC North divisional matchup between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers will look to get back on track after a blowout loss in Week 1, while the Browns will look to start 2-0 for the first time since 1993. High school volleyball is back in action tonight. Some notable matchups include undefeated Baker County hosting Bradford, P.K. Young at Gainesville, and Dixie County at Chiefland. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschmar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako and Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Hey, North Florida, it's Jared, your trusted off-road and marine service director at Polaris of Gainesville. I'm back to remind you that the great outdoors is calling your name. From bounty holes to fishing holes, leave it to the pros at Polaris of Gainesville to keep your ride or vessel up and running. Being a team built up of outdoors enthusiasts, we value and understand your time out on the water for battling the trails is important. So come on down to Polaris of Gainesville and experience our state-of-the-art parts and service facility, where our certified staff and technicians are here to help prevent those bad days from happening. From backcountry rides to salty tides, we service all makes and models such as Polaris Off-Road, Slingshot, Gem, Tracker Marine, Key West, Carolina Skiff, Yamaha Outboards and Watercraft, Mercury Marine, Suzuki Marine, and more. Have a damaged utility vehicle or a boat and need help with those big corporate insurance monsters? Let us do the estimate to help you recover. No problem is too big or small for Polaris of Gainesville. We are your North Florida premier off-road and marine service center. Give us a call today to set up an appointment at 386 418 The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is keeping you in on all the action. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, all customers take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You can sign up using the code PATRICK. That's code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. And sign up $5. You can get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem, and Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. By the way, <clears throat> Tony, uh, my buddy, emails me and says, Mississippi State sold their home games uh, against UF in 89 and in 91, and he thinks the SEC or the Mississippi legislature said no more. Ah, I, So I think it was a money yeah. thing for them. Uh, let's get to Louise. Hello. Hey, uh, Steve. So, oh, Louis, I'm sorry. Sorry. Up. Oh, it's yeah. Either one. You wanted to call up. Um, I mean, I said I said Tennessee was going to win, but you know, I think Napier really kept his cards close to his chest, and I'm seeing what kind of what kind of uh, coach he is. He's. I'm not. I, I think that was kind of sneaky on his part because he really he really surprised Tennessee. I think. Um, and so I mean, if if they would have lost playing all out like that to Utah, it would have been a whole whole different opinion on my part. But uh, they look, they're looking good. Um, I wish I was there, but either way, um, yeah. So that was my opinion as far as uh, Napier. I mean, really, really showing how he is and how he. Uh, I think he was looking at looking at this game. I mean, at the beginning of the schedule, he said, you know, he's not going to do too much on Utah, and uh, and put everything on Tennessee. So that was one thing. My other thing is, uh, man, that Colorado Colorado State man, Colorado State had like nine or eight. Personal fouls for like 180 yards. It's crazy out there. Well, I mean, you you saw what happened. You know, the, the what Norvell said, and you know, got personal yeah. and all of that. And Colorado State found a way to lose. Yeah, they dominated the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy all right. Game. Appreciate yeah. your call. Thank you a lot. Uh, Colonel Tom says, agree with Shane, hoping somebody would go Mike Curtis on the vault idiot they ran on the field. And he's dating himself because Mike Curtis played linebacker for the Colts all those yeah, years Yeah, I was ago. going like, I don't know who the hell that was. I knew who that was. <laughs> uh, Mark says, been at two games this year. I've yet to see uh, the Gator coach couch, game changer coordinator in special teams huddle. Why is that? I'm going to say it for the 50th time. He is not allowed. He's not an on-field coach. But he's on the field, but he's he has to stay on the sidelines. Right. He, he can't cannot go, yeah. go on the field. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, hello. 
Hey, guys. How are you today? Good. Hey, listen, a couple of things. One is uh, the Gator fans that are just losing their mind because we won the game. I'm like, I, I don't <laughs> understand that at all. Uh, you know, uh, you don't have to score 40 points. You just got to score one more than they do. And with the new clock rules, I turned to my buddy at halftime and I said, if we get six to eight first downs, we win this game no matter what Tennessee does because of the amount of possessions that you now have are limited in a half. Is that not right? You're very, very, very good point. And uh, I forgot who it was. Somebody I was watching and their coach was raising Kane because he got like two possessions in the first half because the other team just controlled the clock. Exactly. So, you know, if we just run the ball just a little bit better than we had, then we would have run the clock out way before that. And the second thing is, uh, Shane, as a quarterback, what effect do you think uh, in the stadium? I didn't know until later. So I got home. My wife told me the next morning that uh, Mertz had a cut on his thumb on his throwing hand. And I was thinking, well, maybe that's why we didn't throw the ball as much because I can't imagine it would be too pleasant no matter what was wrong with your thumb throwing the football in that situation. I think it was on his non-throwing hand because it was hard for me no, to it see. A- it was his throwing hand because I know he went to a glove. He put a glove on in the second yeah. half. On his left hand, he hurt his he, he hurt his left hand too, but his right hand was the one that was ah. bleeding in the second half. Okay, well that that, then, that that tells me a lot. Then he, you know, the last thing you need to do if your quarterback maybe is, has a little bit of concern of his grip, you don't want to call a lot of pass plays either. No, because definitely if we turn the ball over there, that just gives Tennessee an extra possession. Correct. And if we just run three plays, that's a minute and a half gone right there every time you run three plays. So. I was I was pleased. I thought we were going to beat Tennessee in the summer. I said it to everybody who asked me what we were going to do with Tennessee, uh, and I think I still think eight and four is a reasonable conclusion. But I'm hopeful that maybe we get a couple more that I wasn't counting on and get the ten wins this year. All right, thank you for your call, Eddie. Uh, Tampa Mike says, "What I tell you a couple of weeks ago, after a big win, fans will be calling in boasting how they can beat anybody. Majority of fans swing from chandelier after a win and solo after a loss. The sky's falling." Season has a long way to go. Tennessee probably a little overrated. I fully expect Kentucky will be a tougher game to win. Remember, it's easier to climb than to stay there. Well, it's also easier to win at home than it is on the road. Yeah, and and I'll be honest, Kentucky has struggled with everybody they've played so far this yeah, year. Yeah, offensively, they've not. And they've you know, played nobody. Yeah, and you know Liam Cohen, who had that hospital stay mm-hmm. there, I mean, I thought they'd be better because he came back, and they were pretty good when he was there offensively, but – even with Leary there, they've struggled a little bit. But they're better defensively, I think. But again, we don't really know because they haven't played much of anybody. Uh, Tennessee Mike, hello. What's going on, Steve? Uh, congratulations to the Gators. Mm-hmm. Got to be there, win or lose. So here I am. Hey, Steve, wanted to uh, discuss the game with you, and I had a couple or two or three officiating questions for you also. Well, I'm not sure we First can take off, two Steve. or three questions, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know me. I rattle it off pretty quick. Um, I thought the game was obviously decided on Florida's first drive. You know, what was it, 13 plays, ate a ton of time. It looked like the first quarter was all Florida. I thought that was pretty critical in the game. And I thought just looking at the game, uh, the uh, ATN, 170 yards, you run like that, you're probably going to win a football game. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, yeah. All right, Steve, uh, three questions on the game. First off, I missed this, but going into halftime, Joey Galloway said that the Florida right guard moved. Um, uh, jumped a false start. Did you did you see that? When going into halftime, 
when 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 the ESPN went to Joey Galloway, the halftime dudes, Joey Galloway said the Florida right guard moved ahead of false start. Moved on a that? on a touchdown play or just moved on yeah. a play? On the touchdown going in. Um, Joey Galloway made the comment that the Florida right guard moved. I just wondered if either one of y'all caught that. I didn't notice it. Nope. I okay. was there. I didn't okay. see it either. Okay, that was Joey Galloway saying that. I just wondered. But I didn't see it either. That's why I was asking you guys. Hey, um, second one, guys. Uh, when did they take out defenseless player? I remember them doing that. Have they eliminated the crackback block yes. from, from college football? Yes, it's it's a shame. I, I it, it was the correct call. It was on that swing pass that, that Tennessee hit down our sideline. It's the correct call. I don't agree with it because it's it's. I mean, I guess because I'm old and that's what you used to do. It's a football play. It's a football play, but it doesn't even matter if you don't even like actually hit the guy. If you just kind of like set a pick on him, it's illegal. Yeah, the, the game was decided. I think that was a fourth quarter play. I just was. I'd miss that. I know they were trying to you know take the the worst plays out of the game, but it didn't even look like a pretty bad hit. Definitely didn't look like a clip. No, and, it, it, uh, it back in you know what. Five or six years ago, I don't know when they changed the rule. That was a legal play, but now the definition, whether that's Florida doing it, Tennessee doing it, whoever, it, yeah, it, it's yeah, a penalty. Yeah, yeah. And, and one more time to restate: I thought Florida was clearly the better team, deserved to win the game. Nothing to do with officiating, but I do have one more officiating question. It's probably come up already. What in the world was going on where the zebra kicked the football? Yeah, that that I don't think he he didn't mean to because he he spotted it. I think he was waiting on substitution or something, and then as he was jogging from the center his back foot hit the ball uh, yeah and florida florida got to substitute in yeah. that deal also and i just I, I mean i don't want to come out here and say the guy obviously is a classy deal mistake i'm not saying anything insidious but damn man you ever seen that a zebra kick a football no hey i, I know he, i mean if you go and look at it he didn't do it on purpose he right. just he ain't real athletic didn't pick his feet up yeah, but, but right. I agree with you guys. If Florida won the game in the first half, uh, congratulations. All right, Mike, thank you for your call. 127 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. International Diamond Center's values are so compelling, it's not unusual to see people here that are not local. Every day, we have people that drive an hour, an hour and a half, even two hours. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. People are willing to drive because they've heard it's not a typical jewelry store. For example, did you know IDC has one of the largest selections of luxury pre-owned Rolexes in America? Thousands of hard-to-find Rolex watches, Submariners, Daytonas, Pepsis, Batmans, all in perfect condition. We scour the world to find only the most pristine, super clean watches. We only carry the creme de la creme. And like everything else at IDC, these watches are at a price that's guaranteed to give you maximum value. We price them to win the customer, not lose a customer. International Diamond Center. For pre-owned Rolexes, exquisite rare diamonds, premium designer jewelry, and exceptional white glove service. You're going to want to come to IDC. It's worth the drive. International Diamond Center in Celebration Point and online at shopidc.com. 
Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult, 20% say they experienced depression, and 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You're not alone. Call 1-844-MYFLVET or visit myflvet.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll keep that sunshine going into the afternoon, and that'll help temperatures get to around 90. Also, a northwest breeze will keep the humidity a little lower today. For tonight, clear skies will drop those temperatures into the 60s. Tuesday is also looking sunny with highs near 90. Then rain chances increase on Wednesday, and temperatures will be about the same. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. It's true. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, we're here to help. Every weekday this season when Gators football is on the road, the UF Bookstore wants to hook you up. At 12.30 p.m. during Sports Scene with Steve Russell, listen for your UF Bookstore break. When you hear your cue, give me a break, give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union. The UF Bookstore, gearing you up for Gators game days right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Silverback Concrete knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. Jeff says, I've been able to get to a game for a while that don't, won't back down. Things pretty cool on TV with the lights and all. Do the fans still sing, we are the boys? Yes, yes they that's, do. That's first. Yes, that's first, then the petty thing. So, yes, that tradition is still there. Do we get extra time in that quarter? Because it seems like... It seems like it. Uh, yeah. yeah, because with both those things going on, it's, yeah. it seems a little bit long. Well, if you if you look, they they, they bring that dude out that holds right, up how right. long. I don't think it's long. I just think they, they do it pretty, fast. It pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh, Don, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, how you doing, Steve? Saying? Good. Uh, uh, I want to ask you, Steve, have you heard about the young guy who hurt his collarbone? How long he, he's going to be out? Trey Wilson. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Eugene, whatever you want to call yeah. him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 they said the X-rays were negative. I did read somewhere, I believe that his uh, he had a broken collarbone in his high school career. So hopefully, this is okay. not something that's going to linger his entire career here as a Gator. But I would assume he's out this week, and hopefully they can rest him up and he might be back for Kentucky. But we we didn't hear anything from Coach Napier, did we, Steve? No. Uh, Wednesday they'll put out the injury list and it'll say 
as they always do, upper, back or, or upper energy. Yeah, upper torso or whatever. Yeah, they it's a really, collarbone though. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Shane. Do you, uh, I was going. Do you think that uh, the Gators will start kind of throwing the ball a little bit down the field more, or when they get used to as the season progress, you think they would kind of throw the ball like maybe in the middle of the field? I know you shouldn't throw the ball in the middle of the field a lot, but you think they'll try to get the ball down the field more? Well, I hope so. I, I'm with you. I would like to see a more vertical passing game at times. Um, but as Steve said, we've we've kind of seen what Billy Napier is all about. He loves to run the football, but with our quarterback, he's extremely accurate. I do know they trust him to protect the football. He's still going to throw some interceptions, but we got dudes on the outside. I, I really believe the the receivers we have, this is the best crew we've had since probably Trask that one year. Trask had a bunch of first-rounders. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. Um, we If we can get the passing game, vertical passing game going, this offense can be really, really good. Okay, guys, thank you. Thank you. Um, Tim in Knoxville says it was hard to turn the sports animal in Knoxville off at noon today. <laughs> but I'll give him a break. A lot of looking in the mirror going hard, uh, going on. Hard to look past how badly uh, they played. Adrian says, hope for a speedy and healthy recovery for AR. He's now played in two NFL games, been knocked out in both. Unfortunately, reality is I see his career similar to RG3. AR was injured his senior year in high school, never had a healthy season at Florida. Did the Colts simply ignore his injury history and using such a high draft pick on him? I mean, they know if you have a bad hangnail. I mean, they research everything. But, again, he's such a freak of nature. <laughs> that makes maybe a bad way to describe it. But, you know, with his running and arm talent, all that, hadn't played a whole lot of actual games, you, you take a chance on him. But, like I said, boy – there's been so many good players once you get in that league and you get concussions or you get dinged up, it can weigh on you. Let's get uh, Porter. Porter, hello. Hey, uh, Steve. Jane, thanks for taking my call. Um, Jane, I want to get your opinion on the antics at the end of the game. Obviously, it's uh, horrible. I think what instigated it was Eiffel um, taking the time out uh, after it looked like he wasn't going to. And I, I, I went to Steve after the game. I don't see any upside to that. What, do you have any idea what was going on in his mind? Was, he, was it ever addressed in, in a coach's clinic or anything? Or uh, My gut feeling at the time was that maybe he was just upset about what he might have thought were suspicious injuries at uh, plays that stopped the clock as he was trying to make a comeback. But that was, I, I don't know anything official. What's well, your thought Porter, if you watch the game, Florida called a very, very late timeout, like with less than a minute yeah. to go in the game. Right. My suspicion. The the they, they didn't want to give up five yards. Yeah. My suspicion did. is that did not sit well with Tennessee because, it, you know, look, that game was over, right? And I think that's mm. what spurred the timeout. Now, Heupel did apologize, apparently, to Billy after the game. That's my opinion. Okay. I was just curious. I didn't, uh, I was trying to think about it. Uh, Shane, you mentioned the, the, the change in the rule of crackback. I'm, I'm with you in that, but uh, isn't there a, couldn't there be a, half, a middle ground where you can't do a vicious block, but you use the phrase, if, even if you just stand there and set a pick, that's illegal. I think you should be able to do something, something like that. I mean, you don't want to, uh, you know, just let the guy go and tackle your player. So, I mean, can you, can you in your mind, great wisdom, if you were in charge, can you conjure up a, a middle ground that might uh, satisfy both, and I'll take it up to you. Thanks, guys. Good Gators. Be safe. Well, I, I, when I, I kind of exaggerated setting a pick, I, I don't know if that would be considered a penalty or not, but I think they would call that. Um, 
you know, it's a shame because the play that Tennessee had designed was a well-designed play, and uh, you just can't do that anymore. And I saw it in another game. I want to say the Colorado Colorado State game had it done as well. Uh, I know a lot of the plays that I called in the XFL, uh, I think they still have that rule too, but we must have got away with it sometimes. <laughs> this is cool. Victor says, flying over Japan on my way to South Korea – and listening on the WRUF app at 40,000 feet. That's crazy. Yeah. Anybody on that on that Japan Airlines complaining about the Gators? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Victor, for that. He says, not saying we're playoff contenders, but the growth continues. I think we're getting more from Merce than anticipated. Uh, I thought he'd be adequate. Now he's becoming a player. Nice to see receivers making tough catches. I think opponent's defense will have to lay off zeroing in on, per- on Pearsall. Defense, Austin, but I have to complain. Don't see people getting close to the quarterback. You saw what the result was uh, when hands were on the quarterback. Hope to see more sharp execution and dominance this week continue to improve. Yeah, I mean, we, we got to Joe Milton a couple of times, but, you know, sometimes your front four uh, can't get there. And um, we got to give those guys credit, too. They're, they're pretty good. They're SEC team. Well, and a lot of what Tennessee did was quick stuff. Yeah, they threw a ton. Talking about wide receiver screens, yeah. they threw a ton. So you can't get to the quarterback. I mean, that's, that's, get it, turn, and throw. I mean, you, you ain't going to get to the quarterback then. Shane, hello. Hey, I'm going to call and talk a little bit of quarterback play. Uh, from the stands, not being able to see that our quarterback was injured with both a left hand and a right hand, I was pulling my hair out that we wouldn't pass the ball. I mean, we were 17 of 20 at the time for 160 yards. And I think we threw two for four for like eight, or eight, 10, 12 yards in the second half. So I was pulling my hair out about to go nuts. Um, now that I watched the replay of the game, you could tell that our quarterback was injured. I guess my question for you, Shane, is, I mean, obviously that's not a situation where you put your, your number two quarterback in. You probably just try to play out the line there and run the ball as much as you can, right? Yeah, you only make a change if if you really need your quarterback to to be able to make certain throws. And as I said, I don't know how severe his throwing hand was, but you know, we we Steve and I've talked about it with the way the clock works in college football now. I mean, it was twenty six to seven. I know they scored, they kick a field goal or they scored a touchdown. I can't remember, but um, Florida was in control. And as much as I like to throw the football, I had no I had no complaints. The, the the idea is to win, win, beat a top ten team, and let's move on. And uh, but yeah, I mean I'm with, I I like to throw the football, but there's a time and place for it. And especially if your quarterback's injured, there's no reason to turn it over. My frustration was, and I was arguing with my buddy. Listen, if this had been a Spurrier team, we'd have scored thirty in the second half. It would have been 50 well, minutes. maybe, but we you would have destroyed them. Yes, but the, I the did cl- not know he was hurt. I did not know he was hurt. Yeah, so, but the the clock rules are different than they were back then. Yeah, understood. I just I thought we. I mean, listen, if you look at the game statistically, Tennessee kicked our butts. We just the first half I thought we looked like a top ten team. The second half we looked like we held on for dear life. And if their quarterback didn't suck and could throw a pass and complete a third or a fourth down completion then that would have been a much closer game than we thought it was. Well, but, you, but, you, but Shane, that's a flawed argument. And I'll tell you why it is. Because that's making the assumption then that Florida wouldn't do something different offensively when that happened. Agreed. Florida, Agreed. Florida I, I said this at the top of the broadcast. I said it Saturday night after the game. Like it, dislike it, 
this was Billy Napier's offensive blueprint to, to perfection, right? Get a lead, pound, and then don't make mistakes. Could that come back to bite him in the future? It certainly could, right? Because if a team gets momentum and now you're fighting to get the momentum back and you can't throw it all of a sudden, yes, that could possibly happen. But your job as a coach is to win that game that night. And that I thought they did a pretty good job of. No complaints. Hey, question for you guys regarding that late night show, uh, Steve. Is that taped so that you can listen to it somewhere? I can never listen to it on the way home from the games because we just don't have radios in such a way I can listen. But you guys take that and leave it somewhere where we can listen to it. You don't. You don't have a radio on the way home in a car. Now, listen. Yeah, by the time your show was going. I, there are too many people in the, in the car. It was crazy. So no, I, I don't. I, and I can't listen to it online because you can't get the internet closer to the stadium. So I just never can listen to it. Yeah, it's show. not. I don't. I, I could be wrong. I think it's just live. We don't. We don't repost it. Man, if you guys could tape it and repost it, and, and maybe start taking a poll, I bet I bet ten thousand of us would listen on Sunday morning. In fact, you should. Oh, it is reposted. Okay, so da- like, Daniel says it is reposted. So there is a way to listen to it. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, I'll see if I'm fine. All right. Thank you for your call. Uh, William says, what is Montrell Johnson's injury status? That I don't know. He did go into the locker room, I believe, came back. Uh, I don't know if it was a lower leg injury, I think, but I think he's okay. Yep. Once again, Wednesday, we'll get the leg, arm, hip, shoulder thing. Head. Um, uh, Carter says, let Gator Nation know Brady Singer's pitching on MLB Network today. I didn't think that game was on MLB Network today. But he is pitching this afternoon. Um, and then um, Victor says, tell Shane no one's complaining. I did get a Go Gators from one of the flight crew when he was up there. So, yeah, very cool. Go. All right, uh, we're going to get one final segment here. Look ahead to Charlotte a little bit. 143 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Aiden Finley. Just recently announced, Florida football will take on Kentucky at noon on September 30th in Lexington. Today in high school volleyball, BK Young takes on Gainesville High School, while Eastside takes on Bell, and Chiefland takes on Dixie County. In the NFL, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers face off in a Monday night football matchup. Coverage begins right here at 730 The Miami Marlins are looking to clinch a playoff spot as they face off against the New York Mets tonight. The Marlins are coming off against three straight wins and are looking to continue their hot streak tonight. Sticking with baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays are getting set to start a three-game series tomorrow against the Los Angeles Angels. The Rays are 2-1 in the regular season against the Angels and are looking to keep that positive record. At your Gainesville Sports Center, I'm Aiden Finley. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that 
Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Is joint pain, soreness, and achiness getting in the way of your best life? Football legend Emmett Smith refuses to back down to pain. That's why he's a huge advocate for QC Kinetics and their natural approach to getting you relief. Look, we get one trip around, so I wouldn't ever let pain stop me from hanging out with my race team, traveling with my family, or golfing with my friends. Emmett's got it right. And QC Kinetics uses regenerative medicine to relieve that never-ending pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back. And the best news, there's nothing foreign being introduced into your body. Just your own body's natural healing properties. No surgery or no downtime. The pain's holding you back. Maybe it's tennis, pickleball, running, hiking, or spending time with special people in your life. What are you waiting for? This is precious time. Get out there and get over to QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Give for Marion Community-Wide Giving Days are September 19th and 20th. Scott Coldwell, your home sold guaranteed realty, is teaming up with the Rock Program to make a difference for local underprivileged students, and they need your help. Your generous donation in any amount will support local underprivileged students in basic necessities and supplies most people take for granted. The Rock provides hope for the future by providing student power in the present. Thank you for your support. To donate and learn more, visit therockprogram.org. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Hey, folks, go check out Leonardo's Milharva Pizza. Tremendous garlic knots and pizza they got a great buffet over there kyle does tremendous work in the community that's leonardo's millhopper pizza kim says she's currently visiting the knoxville area sporting gator gear no one said a word to her <laughs> you look to see what she's wearing though uh let's get to andrew andrew hello yes steve just uh want to let you know um those tennessee fans that do that business or whoever does it on the post game it's Sure messes it up. Is is uh, just very childish. But uh, anyway, uh, I thought uh, and Shane too here. I'd like to have you comment about the um, defensive line play from start to finish. I thought it was the first time that I have witnessed in the Napier era that they really played with the zest and the get up and go that we expect to see. Uh, from a Gator defense, what you say? What do you guys think? Well, defensively, I, I thought it was a great effort. I think anytime you you play a, a game like this at night, you know, an SEC po- opponent, and you got this crowd that was outstanding behind you, uh, you know, that that's what defense is. You know, you still have to think a little bit, but it's more aggression. And I thought the defense flew around and made plays all night long. Yes, sir. Well, go Gators. Thank you, Steve. All right, Andrew, thank you. Mike, welcome. 
Yeah, I have to agree with the last call. That's the most energy I've seen out of the Gator defense in years. Uh, that was just, and from start to finish, it was, uh, you know, swarming to the tackle, making very hard physical tackles. Uh, the tackling was the best I've seen in years. It was, it was a heck of a performance. I did want to say I was lucky, lucky enough to go to Steve Spears' restaurant uh, to watch the game with my son on his birthday. If you are a Gator fan and you have not gone there, you have to go there. It's a museum. It's it's unbelievable. In the bathroom, they've got all of his best plays written up on this on the for wallpaper. It was you know an experience. So if if you're a Gator fan, uh, you got to go there. I mean, you, you, and it's not outrageously expensive, but uh, and the chicken wings, barbecue chicken wings were uh, were really good. Have you been there, Steve? Oh yes, many times. Many times, okay. I didn't know that. Anyway, I just want to say, you know, he, that's first class what he did there. That restaurant is just unbelievable. Uh, so thanks. Go Gators, guys. All right. Thank you, Mike. Uh, okay, we got our last uh, <clears throat> seven, eight minutes here. William says, have Doug's and Ernest's sons committed to a university yet? I guess Doug Johnson, Ernest Graham is what he's asking. Doug's kid's very young. Uh no, Ernest, Ernest Graham's kid's coming here, and he is a man among boys. I mean, he's a, he could be the best player in the state of Florida, hands down. Wow. Yeah. Well, didn't Ernest coach him? So, Ernest was coached by John Hunt, who used to be a coach here oh. at a little uh, – Old, old a, offensive lineman. A, a pro, private school in the Atlanta area. He wanted to early enroll here because he was committed to the Gators, but they have a policy that you can't – leave school early and enroll. So Ernest moved him down here. I think Ernest is trying to be an analyst for Billy or wants to. And so Ernest, uh, Miles Graham's his name. He's a five-star linebacker, but he, he ran for like 300 yards the other night on somebody, put him at running back. I'm telling you, he's a man among boys. It's crazy. Um, all right, let's, let's look ahead to Charlotte a little bit. Um, one of our friends, Mike Hill, he used to be in administration here at Florida, now the athletic director there. Interesting guy at quarterback. Yeah, Jalen Jones, and I don't know if he – I think he was a Dan Mullen recruit, if I remember correctly. Had some problems here. Transferred to, I think, Jackson State. Then he went to, like, Mississippi Delta Junior College. Then he went to Bethune-Cookman, and now he is at Charlotte. Don't throw the ball very well at all. I mean, not at all. Um, but he's their quarterback, I believe so. And uh, you look at they got a brand new coach. As Billy Napier said today, they've kind of overturned their roster and and doing some things. So uh, we'll see. Um, but look, scheduling what you can. You know, the SEC gives you yours because you can't do anything about that. But think about that. You you played a good Utah team. You got healthy you play a tough tennessee team you get healthy but after that mm-hmm. buckle your chin strap you gotta you gotta prepare every week and this week by the way tomorrow don't forget shane are back here along with the head ball coach inside the huddle at 11 o'clock last week shane there were some bad games there's some really good games coming up this week yeah there's a lot of good ones and uh should be a fun week of college football let's talk about the sec this is a down year for this league. 
at this point. I mean, I, George, it's hard to – Georgia's number one and it's a down. But they're not – they're struggling. Um, LSU's – but you know, a lot of the, – the, the conference has lost to a lot of other conferences. It's not quite vintage SEC so far. Yeah, I guess so. I, I'd still put our teams up against those boys, you know, later in the year. Uh, you know, Missouri lose a heartbreak. I mean, won a, won a, a great game against yep. the K-State team that's probably better than they are. Uh, and we know South Carolina lost to North Carolina, LSU lost to FSU, all that. But um, I think a lot of people around the country talk about the SEC being down because just Alabama's just pedestrian right now. I I just don't see they have a way out. I don't either. I I, I guess you I, I agree. I you go back to Milrow. Somebody somebody on my show this morning said. Do you think Nick Saban would trade for Graham Mertz right now? <laughs> of course. Uh, I mean, but think about that. Of course. I mean, that, that would be no disrespect meant to any of those other quarterbacks, but yes. I mean, could you imagine, you know, make a big offseason trade? We'll take all 15 of those five stars for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I, had to, if I said to you now, who's the best team in the SEC, would it still be Georgia? Uh... You know, unfortunately, I haven't really got had a chance to watch Georgia because either we've been doing our pregame show or I'm tailgating, getting ready for the game or whatever. LSU, and now again, they, they score 70 on Grambling and then they demolished Mississippi State, and I don't know how good they are. But I go back to that FSU game. They get blasted, but they had so many opportunities in that first half where they came away with no points, Steve. If they score then, does that change the outcome? Who yeah. knows? But I still think they're pretty good. The way I look at it is until somebody beats Georgia right. and knocks them off the perch. But I think the gap. Yeah, they're not as dominant. No. So I, all, finally, I think they're still very good on defense, but they've lost so many good players to the National Football League. And Carson Beck may turn out to be great, but say what you want to say. Stetson Bennett was so key for them the last two years. And I think you're seeing that now. I, 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 I agree with 100%. I mean, you can say what you want about Stetson Bennett, who's going through apparently some personal things, mm-hmm. so you hope the best for him. But, yeah, he was a lot more important to their success. And they've had some injuries, too. They they don't – I mean, Bowers has been hurt. You know, some, they, They've had yeah, a the, lot of guys hurt. I don't think McConkey's played at all. No, he year. didn't play last week. Yeah. So, I mean, they've had some guys out, too. But I'll tell you what, though. Those defensive dudes can still play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I say what you want about Georgia, like them, don't like them, whatever. And I guess the last thing, if I Missouri was certainly a surprise, and that's what's great. I think, unless look, would Gator fans rather be where Georgia is? Yes, no doubt. Okay, but if you are in this sort of mix, when Carolina, Missouri, Kentucky, Ole Miss, that there's a murky thing in there that when you, depending on when you play them and where you play them, and they're in that mix now. Yeah, you know, and I saw on uh, SEC Final or whatever, they, uh, I think it was Ben Watson, Doring, and Dory Noka, all, they, they, they put their top five teams in the SEC after the weekend. All of them had the same exact order, and it was like Georgia, LSU, uh, can't remember. Florida was the fourth team. Who would have thought that yeah. after week one? Yeah. And I again, I don't, 
I'm not disrespecting Florida because that win Saturday was huge, but I do think it talks and it speaks to the rest of this league. It's not as strong Mm -hmm. top to bottom as it has been. There's a lot of teams in that middle area that may knock each other off. Look at Arkansas. They got beat by BYU, Yeah. right? Is an SEC supposed to lose to BYU? No. No. But BYU had a quarterback who's played like every school in America. You know, 100 Keaton's, years. Keaton yeah. Slovis has yeah. been playing forever. 100 years, right? But Arkansas, where, where they're going to score points, they can't stop anybody. No. And so they're going to play a lot of those 38, 31, you know, kind of games that we're seeing, and they got to come here. Although I really want to see K.J. Jefferson play. Yeah, he's a good player. You know, I don't think Rocket Sanders, their star running back, is playing right now. I think he's hurt. Yeah, which that's – because that's a pretty – Darn good one-two punch. Um, I've been saving this for last. I know you know I'm a Jets guy, and I, I I just never liked Zach Wilson to start with, you know, where they drafted him. But you don't want to mortgage your future because you hope Aaron Rodgers comes back. But, Shane, can you not – you know the NFL. Can you not go out and trade for somebody that has some NFL pedigree that can help that team? Well, I heard somewhere where I was driving around, I guess it was yesterday, is there talk or maybe people were just bringing us up about Kirk Cousins? Yeah. I think he would be perfect there. But what's it? I, but I, what do you have to give up? That's my point, right? You don't want a mortgage? Right. So for the Jets to have the year they want to have, they need to go find somebody that's played a little bit, had some success, but you get him for free. Yeah. You or know? a low draft choice or that you can afford. Go, you, go get Colt McCoy. <laughs> He's not with anybody. I mean, he's better than Zach Wilson. How about Shane Matthews? Oh, yes. Back about 25 years ago, <laughs> I could help him out. <laughs> That's our show for today. Don't forget, Inside the Huddle tomorrow, Gator QB is back here along with the ball coach, and we'll do sports scene at noon. Thanks to Daniel for producing. Thanks to you for tuning in. See you later. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.